You're listening to How to Win with Mike Moore, the podcast that provides you with practical insights on how to win in every arena of life. God wants his people to prosper, and I believe that he's anointed me to help you to prosper, to go from one level to another level all year, and we're going to break poverty and lack and scarcity, unfulfilled desire over your life. It's going to take you to another level of abundance in God. Come on, take this journey with me. How to win our prosperity edition 2024. Are you ready to break free from the chains of anxiety, stress, and depression? Mike Moore, author and founding pastor of Faith Chapel and host of the How to Win podcast, is here with his new book, Help, My Mind is Under Attack. Learn how to overcome attacks on your mind and live an emotionally healthy life. Grab your copy now, available as ebook on Amazon and paperback on MikeMoore.com. Embark on your journey to complete mental health and emotional peace. Hello, I'm Mike Moore, and welcome to the How to Win podcast. These podcasts are based off 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. It says, now thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. Listen, I'm so glad to have you with us today. We're in my prosperity edition of the How to Win podcast, and I began a series my signature series, a series on prosperity that blessed me more than any series I've ever taught entitled The God of Abundance. And I believe that it's going to bless your life as well. The goal in this series is to develop in you an abundance mentality. I want to expand your vision of God and your potential, expand your understanding of your potential uh, in God. So in our last episode, episode two, we began to teach from this subtopic, El Shaddai, the God who is more than enough. And in that second episode, we were dealing with part one. So let's review for a moment. God's nature is abundance. God's nature in the same way that is the nature of a bird to fly. It is the nature of a monkey to climb. God's nature is abundance. His nature is abundance and his nature is revealed through his name and through his vocabulary. His nature of abundance is revealed through his name. And that's what we talked about in our last episode, episode two. You can go back to on Mike Moore Ministry. You can download Mike Moore Ministries app and you can go back on YouTube and you can pull back up the last episode. We talked on how God reveals his nature of abundance through his name, El Shaddai. 
the all-sufficient one, the God that's more than enough. But secondly, and we're going to discuss that in this this episode, God re- reveals his nature of abundance through his vocabulary, through his speech, through his words. So let's talk about speech in general. Speech reveals much. Say that. Speech reveals much. I want to share with you a proof text that we're going to build this thing off this this episode today concerning speech. It's in Matthew 12, verse 34. And I want to read it to you in four different translations. In the New King James Version, Matthew 12, 34 says, and, and this is the latter part of the verse, what I call the B part of the verse. The A part is the first part of the verse. But the latter part of the verse, Matthew 12, 34 says, for out of the abundance of, of the heart, the mouth speaks. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Now let's look at that in the New Living Translation. Matthew 12, 34, same verse. Here's what it says. For whatever is in your heart determines what you say. Whatever is in your heart determines what you will say. Now, let's look at this same verse, Matthew 12, 34, in God's Word translation. It says, your mouth says what comes from the inside of you. Your mouth says what comes from the inside of you. And then finally, let's look at Matthew 34 in the NIV translation. It says, for the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. The mouth speaks what the heart is full of. So where are you going with this speech thing? I'm saying... That God reveals his nature through his speech. And I'm also dealing with speech in a general way. Because you can learn a lot about a person by listening to their words. You can also learn a lot about what a person thinks, what a person feels, what matters to the person by paying attention to their conversation. You can learn a lot about a person's nature by the volume, listen at that, the volume of the content of their speech, the repetition or regularity of what they say. In other words, if I talk to you and you are a sports fan 
and all that's coming out of your mouth is road tide, Alabama this, Alabama coaches, Alabama players, Alabama philosophy, the next year, how Alabama would do. And it, the volume of it is, is a huge amount of talk about uh, Alabama football team, then I know that you're a fan of the Alabama brand, the Alabama football team, because the volume of the content of your speech, the regularity, you always talk about Alabama football. So that lets me know that that team means a lot to you because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. The mouth speaks what's on the inside. Your heart will determine what you say. A man speaks what his heart is full of. So speech is very important. So how do we translate that to God? Well, the Bible is God speaking to us. From Genesis to Revelation, the Bible is God's word, God's speech, God's conversation. It is God talking. So, out of the abundance of God's heart, he speaks. If that's a principle, then we have to apply it to God. Out of the abundance of his heart, he speaks. So we can know what God thinks, what God feels, what matters to God by what he says in his word. And what I discovered, I discovered this in 1980, around 87, somewhere, 88. And I began to teach this series in 1988. And I, I after having studied, I saw that God's speech is filled with superlatives, superlatives. I saw that God uses adjectives. He used adverbs to express his heart, to express his will, to express his desire. And the word superlative, when I say God's speech is filled with superlatives, the word superlative means extreme, highest, maximum, form, or degree of expression. It is the extreme highest, maximum, supreme form or, or degree of expression. God never, and I've studied the scripture, and I, I, I really walked this out to see it. I saw that when God talks in relations to provision and him providing, he never says... He never talks in terms of just enough. God never says, well, I'm going to give you just enough. I have just enough for you. No, no, that is inconsistent with God's nature. God's nature is abundance. So his will and what he says has to be consistent with his nature. 
Since God's nature is abundance, he can't talk lack or scarcity or just enough. I found that to be true as I I walked through the scriptures. I saw that God was revealing something by his nature, by his speech. The Bible says in the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word is established. So I can give you three witnesses to establish the point that I've made, but I'm going to give you more than that. In Psalms 23, verse 5, it says in the New King James Version, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup runneth over. David says concerning God the shepherd that when he supplied him, his cup ran over, run over. Now listen at that. We're talking about learning something about God's nature by his speech cup running over. If the cup is running over, then there's too much in the cup. Now, that's one witness. We'll move to a second witness, Psalm 6 to 8, 19. I'll read it too from the same translation, New King James. And it says, blessed be the Lord who daily loads with benefits the God of our salvation. Now, notice it says, blessed be the Lord who daily, that means every day, loads us with benefits. Every day, he loads every day. He loads us with benefits. Now, follow me, the God of our salvation. The word load means to pile, to cram, to fill, to overflow. So here again, we see God talking in superlatives, extreme, uh, uh, supreme uh, expression of speech. He doesn't just bless us with benefits. He loads us with benefits. He crams it in. He, he fills and piles the benefits to the overflow. So if he loads us and the wheelbarrow is loaded in the truest sense of the word, there's things hanging all outside the wheelbarrow, then that tells me that's too much. That's too much. And then our third witness is Proverbs 3, 10 in the New King James Version. It says, your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. God is speaking to those who will honor him with their substance, their material resources, their finances, their money. God said to this people, your barns will be filled, underline that in your thinking, filled with plenty. Your vats will overflow. Three words here. The word filled means to cause a space or container to be full. Cause a space or container to be full. The word plenty means a large amount or quantity. A large amount or quantity. It means abundance. And the word overflow means to exceed in capacity, 
spill over its boundaries. Exceed in capacity, spill over its boundaries. Well, if God is blessing me, where it's filled, plenty, and overflow, then he's given me too much. And then our four witnesses, we, sh- we, sh- we don't have to go any further in the mouth of two or three witnesses every word is established. I'm establishing that God's nature is abundance. And I'm also establishing that God reveals his nature through his speech. So if we can find him talking in abundance terms, then we know that's his nature. I've given you three witnesses. Let's look at the fourth witness, Malachi 3.10 to the tither. It says, bring all the tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and try me now herewith, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open the windows of heaven and pour out your blessing. Now, if we stop right there, and God opens the windows of heaven and pour you and I out a blessing that would be a blessing. We would be satisfied. We would be thankful. But God speaks in extreme, supreme uh, terms, superlatives. He said, I'm going to pour out a blessing that there will not be room enough to receive. Listen to this speech. This is God talking. He said, I'm going to bless you, and you're not going to have enough room to receive it. If it's not enough room to receive it, then that means it's too much. Let's look at the fifth witness. You probably heard this scripture quoted. Luke 6, 38, in the New King James Version, it says, give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Now, notice here it says, if we give, then God will speak to men to give to us, and then it'll be pressed down. It'll be shaken together so we can get more in, and then it will be too much because it will be running over too much. Now, let's look at one last witness, and this is our sixth witness I saw this pattern in the late 80s when I began, before I began to teach it. I, 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 I ran references, and I saw that when God talked, it always was abundance. He never talked about giving you enough, just enough. No, it was always abundance. It was always abundance. So here's the sixth and final witness. First Timothy 6, 17, same translation. Command those who are rich in this present age. Command those who are rich in this present age. Command those who are rich in this present age. Not in heaven, but rich in this present age. God has charged them that they be not haughty, as arrogant, proud, nor to trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. 
So he says, charge them that are rich in this present age. Come on, said that's me. Come on, said that's me. Because if if they're rich people in this present age, then it's might it might as well be you. Might as well be me. Because God has no respect to persons. So he said, charge them that are rich in this world that they be not haughty, nor trust in the uncertain riches, but trust in the living God. Trust in El Shaddai. Trust in the all-sufficient one, the God that's more than enough, who this God gives us richly all things to enjoy. Now, it would be great if he just gave us all things to enjoy, but he gives us richly all things to enjoy. And the word richly means abundantly, copiously, lavishly. In other words, he gives us too much. Too much to enjoy just for ourselves. He gives us too much. And if you read the 18th verse of 1 Timothy 6, 18, it says, charge them that they do good, that they be rich in good works. See, only the rich can be rich in good works. So he wants you to have too much, more than enough, so you can take the excess, the overflow, and you can be rich in good works. Now, I want to conclude with these statements because I want you, I want you to do some things. I want you to go back and I want you to meditate on part one and part two. In fact, you go all the way back to the first lesson, just three lessons so far. And I want you to meditate and, and I want you to take the time to look up these scriptures. I'm giving you the scriptures, I'm quoting them, but I want you to see a pattern. And that's what sparked me. I got a spark. I, as I ran to, through these things, I saw run over, I saw load, fill with plenty, I saw overflow. I saw not enough room to receive. I saw running over again. I saw richly again. And notice all these adverbs and adjectives, these superlatives, speaks to God's nature that he never, it is never his desire that we not have it's never his desire that we have just enough. It's always his desire that we have more than enough, more than what's necessary, that it exceeds what is needed. Lavish, copiously, God wants to bless us in a lavish way. Now, when I, when I walk through these texts, Six texts, six different texts. I saw his speech was filled with abundance of language. I hope you're following me now. But then when I look at other situations in the Bible, I noticed that when Peter went fishing in Luke chapter 4, he went fishing. He didn't catch anything. And, and Jesus borrowed his boat the next day, preached, and then after he preached, he told Peter to launch out into the deep. 
let down your nets for a draw, not just a fish, but a large catch of fish. And the Bible says when Peter did it, he actually captured or caught a boatload of fish. Now watch this. The, there were so many fish that the nets were breaking and, and Peter called his partner. They brought a ship and the fish was so bountiful that it filled both ships and the ships began to sink at the weight of all the fish. Now, now think about that. That's a bountiful harvest. That's abundance. That's more than enough. That's exceed what is needed. That's overflow. That's too much. Why? Because that's his nature. God didn't just bless them with enough fish to pay their bills. He gave them an a bountiful harvest. Then when I look at the feeding of the 5,000, you got 5,000 men and women and children. And Jesus took five loaves and two small fish and fed 5,000 people. And the scripture says they ate as much as they wanted. In other words, when they ate, they could go back and get some more. And then at the end of the miracle, Jesus told the disciples to gather the fragments, the things that were left over that next and be lost. And there were 12 baskets. Think about it. Not only did he meet their needs, but it overflowed. There were 12 baskets left over. And, and it's obvious that since Jesus did not want them to waste the overflow, the overflow had to be for somebody else. Notice God didn't give them just enough. He gave them more than what they wanted and then 12 baskets over. I noticed something else in Matthew chapter 17. One of the official government officials came to, may have been temple officials, I'm not sure which, but they came to Jesus and asked Peter, do Jesus, your master, pay taxes? In other words, they were collecting the taxes. It could have been a government tax, possibly a temple tax. But Peter says, they asked him, did Jesus pay the tax? Was he going to pay the tax? He needed to pay the tax. Now watch this. Jesus said to Peter, go fishing. And the first fish you take up, you'll find a coin. That's money. That's provision. He said, you'll find a coin and then you go and you pay for my taxes, Jesus says, and yours. Well, the people didn't come for Peter to pay his taxes. And Jesus could have just provided for his own taxes. But God provided out of a fish mouth enough for Peter and for, for Jesus. He's the God of more than enough. He doesn't want you to have just enough. When the prodigal son in Luke 15 came back to the father, the father then said, well, bring some clothes, bring some shoes. He said, bring the best robe, bring the best clothes. 
That's the way God thinks. And that's the way you got to start thinking. That's the way you have to start thinking. So what's my role? We took two weeks, two episodes, two lessons to show you El Shaddai, the God that's more than enough. Part one, part two. And we prove from the scripture by looking at what the name El Shaddai meant that God was a God of abundance. And then we took not just three witnesses, but six and showed you that God reveals his nature of abundance, not just through his name, but through his speech. And we walk you through six different chapters and six different verses and six different books of the Bible to show you and evaluate God's speech and his language. And all we saw was abundance, overflow, more than enough, not enough room, plenty, running over, because that's his nature. His nature has to be consistent with his will. So if it is the, the nature of God abundance, he can't will for me to have lack or scarcity or just enough because his will would be inconsistent with his nature. It is the nature of dogs to bark. Okay. So if you hear a dog talk, it could be English, French, Russian, whatever. You know that is unnatural. Talking in a language is not consistent with the nature of a dog. You understand that? I am saying that if God's nature is an abundance, he can't will something different because his will would be inconsistent with his nature. He can't will that you have just enough if, if his nature is abundance. No, if you have not enough, it's because you have not enough. It's not because God wanted you to have not enough. If you have just enough, it's only because you have just enough. It's not because God wants you to have just enough, but your vision is diminished to just enough. And, and your, your, your faith is on just enough. So God can only release just enough because that's where your vision is. That's where your expectation is. That's where your faith is on just enough. But he's a God of abundance. So here's what you have to do. It, you Go back and meditate on both of these uh, parts, part one, part two, and then go back and listen to what I said in, in the first episode. Now, you have to do four things after listening. You have to agree. You have to agree. The Bible says, how can two walk together except they agree? You've got to mentally agree that God is the God of abundance. You've got to mentally agree with that. Mentally agree with that. 
you got to agree with abundance, not not enough, not just enough. You got to agree with God's nature that abundance is God's will for your life. Then you have to believe that you have abundance before you see abundance. You believe you receive it. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So uh, you don't see the abundance, but you got God's word. So you're going to believe it independent of what you're feeling, independent of your circumstances. Your circumstances may be lack and scarcity and unfulfilled desires all over the place. That's your experience. But your belief has to line up with what God says. You have to believe it that you have an abundant life before you experience abundant life. And then you have to begin to confess it. You have to start saying the same thing that God says. Don't start talking about God. Give me just enough. God, just meet this. Don't talk like that. Just meet this need. Give me this. No, no, no. You got to start talking in the language of abundance. You have to be believing, asking God for the overflow, for excess, for more than what you need. Don't just pray for what you need. Pray for more than what you need so you can take the excess and begin to bless somebody else. And then fourthly, you have to, number one, agree, believe, confess. And then you have to receive it. Don't turn it down. God is trying to bless you. He may be trying to bless you with a luxury item. He may be trying to uh, 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 bless you with a first class lifestyle. Don't say, oh, that's not necessary. Oh, I don't all need that. No, receive it. Receive abundance because God has a purpose for the excess. And we're going to talk about that in our episodes to come. So you have to agree, you have to believe, you have to confess, and you have to receive. And much of the time, God is going to use people to bless you. So when people are trying to bless you, and you discern that their heart is right, or maybe you don't even know them, but you discern that God is trying to get something to you through people, then receive it receive it. Now, if it's not a gift, if it's an exchange, let's say a guy gives you something, but he wants you to sleep with him, that's not a gift. That's an exchange. Now, don't receive that. If it's a gift, someone wants to bless you, no strings attached, then receive it. Agree with God Believe, confess, and receive. Now, listen, I'm out of time, but listen, I still have some more to share with you. Thank you for spending this journey with me. Listen, I believe that God is transforming your mental capacity, your intellect, your mind, your thinking, and I believe God is transforming your experience in Jesus name. I pray you have a great rest of the week. I pray that you be very successful and I'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.